0: It's The True Penny Show, with your host, James True Penny. Hello, and welcome to The True Penny Show. My name's James True Penny, this is my show. Thank you very much for listening to us today. We're going to be coming to you, talking for about Glate Versions 60 and 61. Um, And to join me on this auspicious occasion, and I mean auspicious because there was some cool stuff on these two shows, It is to Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, our late correspondent. How are we
1: doing, sir? Doing good. Glad to be back. Obviously coming off of uh, some different coverage, a uh, little bleeding impact Impact uh, mix, which was which was fun, but now we put it back into the Glee of it all and uh, doing a little catch-up. You know, we always, you know, we usually try to stay up on top of things. When we play catch-up, we always get caught up right on time,
0: you know. We are probably going to be, one show behind there was a show yesterday which we haven't watched yet um, but we are going to do that in a couple of weeks time because there is another show on the 21st of October uh, and there's one sorry there is the Glate version EX on the 9th of October so that's a new version next and there's that's the next Glate um, so that'll be an intriguing one Uh, but in the meantime we're going to start with uh, show number 60, Max Voltage, which opened with John Tancho and Yuiska versus John's family, Issei Tanetskaya, or at UQ Face, um, which is one of the legendary um, shows, uh, legendary arena shows for Joshi specifically. It's been more of a Joshi arena down the years. There's a very good reason why they picked it for this particular event, considering some of the people on this particular card. Uh, the show opened with... Uh, Jan's family and I say on this guy to beat and Masato Camino going up against John Tonsho and Uiska. They take the win in eight minutes to 32. With a little mini push going off on Masato Kimono at the moment as he's tangled up with your T-Hawk, your G-Rex heavyweight champion. What did you think of this one, Marcus? So I muted myself.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. Um, again, another great showcase. Uh, for Jan's family coming along, swimmingly, like they they have tightened up their faction uh, quite nicely, and got the got the big boy up there, uh, Camino, who who looks to potentially to be stepping up to the plate later down the line. So, uh, yeah, Austin, June, and you, two of the best young up and comers. But yeah, like I said, that 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 uh, the glue is really you know coming together with Jan's family, and it's uh, it's showing, you know.
0: Certainly. <laughs> uh, the second match also featuring Jan's family, Takenori Ito and Yusuke Kadama, one of our favourites at the Trupenny Show, they beat Bulk Orchestra, Czech Shimitani and Kazma Sakamoto. Czech Shimitani and Kazma Sakamoto, not the usual great pairing uh, for Bulk Orchestra, but there were things afoot elsewhere on the card which kept these two together. But well, this was a lot of fun for what it was. And again, Jan's family taking a win, especially Ito being the leader of the faction and Kadama getting much more of an outing than we have been used to, yeah. this was intriguing to watch and certainly kind of gives you an idea of where Jan's family are in the pecking order these days.
1: Absolutely. and they, they are pecking away. Like I said, Kadama is is absolutely showing out and flexing every chance he gets always. He's smooth in the ring. He's crisp. He's always pushing the merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as is the Jan family rules. Uh, when I was prepared, you know, he, I like to call him the wild card, and Ito obviously he is the the leader, de facto leader going against a, a very game, always game vocal orchestra. Um and like you said, the fact that they uh you know racked up another win back to back like this, um and against the OGs being bulked to your point that you know, you know, potentially where they're going with it and just, you know, where they're on the picking order. So uh yeah, fun fun outing and uh it's John's fan man that, that wants to watch right now
0: definitely speaking of wants to watch jack cartwheel a young man that's featured on this show quite a lot as we have ventured back and forth gcw with anna and john and glate with you uh, marcus and aw What we've talked about aw he's been all over the place we spent a lot of time in japan especially with glate in this last month or so he had a singles iron against tetsuya izuchi he wouldn't mind me in 43 seconds and he really kind of got to showcase what he's about even though he lost to Izuchi who has kind of turned a bit of a shoot corner. He's kind of got a he's kind of got a bit of an armbar uh, bar and um, face facelock kind of deal going on. There's a bit wigging about Izuchi these days. I kinda of like it. It's kind of changed his style and he's not such a straight wrestler anymore. It's given an edge to his performance I really enjoy. And this was quite the entertaining singles match. Nine minutes and forty three seconds. What do you think of this one, Marcus?
1: Yeah, I got, I got to ask that we didn't, we didn't cover so many shows at this point. Was it was it Suya or was it you that faced off with Murder um, Murder grandpa? Uh,
0: no, it was... Um, it was... Uh, is he on this card? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the young gentleman with black hair and the red tights. It was... Um, oh, what's it? Izuka, not Izuchi.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: But Izuki is kind of more kick and shoot, whereas Izuchi was always kind of a pro wrestler. Yeah,
1: turning a bit of a shoot corner. No, I'm 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 digging it. It's it's only enhancing the the, the improvement on the elevation, and particularly I lo- I loved it for this match because the it, it, who he was like no, you call Will, all you want, not playing your game, making you play mine. And and Jack, as we talked about with Carl Will, he's somebody to watch. He's a marvel, It's just amazing. The 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 physical body control that he exudes in that ring is impressive to see how he's incorporated. His his insane athleticism into his his style, making regular moves, uh, enhancing them and making them you know almost video game asking in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, I like the strategy. Like every time you give me an opening, which uh, you know we talked about on a, I think the last time we talked about Jack, he kind of leaves himself open, uh, in a lot in some of his offense into Tsuia smartly took advantage of every opportunity and very very much was working that arm and the other limb he could get a hold to and he, he eventually caught him and made him pay particularly on that last bit when again he kind of went for that uh very uh stiff twisting uh sharp shooter to had it scouted and uh caught him again and, and tapped him out so yeah i'm digging what this doing i think that's i think this Improvement on their style is going to take him a lot farther than, than what we've seen him previously. So,
0: Yes, it's, it's yes, the famous Zack Sabre Jr. line of, if someone's climbed on the balcony to jump on you, move. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: that's, why, that's why he's going to be having one of the best matches this weekend. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, he's wrestling uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Bryan Danielson, Bryan Daniel Bryanson, no, uh, Bryan Danielson, it's... Um, uh, wrestle dream this weekend tonight, um, uh, along with uh Eddie, Kiko, Eddie uh, Kingston defending the Wing want a title against uh, some Shibata, uh, and the NJPW NGP, strong title as well, double title defense. Not the it's not on the strong rules, like it's a straight wrestling match, which will be intriguing to see, uh, definitely. And that's going to be hot card for today, uh, but yeah, it's it's still like, yeah. You can fly all around if you want just on the suzuki note would you like the latest suzuki news
1: always was it is, is this is pancrease appearance no this
0: was ddt gotcha. um uh, on the the ddt uh last week
1: he wrestled on a train
0: <laughs>
1: oh yes i saw that i thought that you was a commercial that? i'm like no this really happened yeah no that actually
0: happened it was um uh i'm just trying to remember where is it this one the final countdown um yeah i'm just trying to find the results because it was on it was on here but he was wrestling the boss of the company um uh, i'm just trying to find the result because i can never remember his name let me see if i can find it on on wikipedia but yeah he was wrestling the boss of the company on the train right uh because the boss of the company is a pro wrestler as well he, he founded the company uh years ago um and uh did a well, it's not listed who's in charge, so <laughs> of course it wouldn't. Um, but yeah, uh, Takagi, that's it. Sanshiro Takagi, who's the boss of DDT, has been having an honor feud with uh, Minoru Suzuki whenever he's available for years. And the best piece of wrestling strategy in history came out from that conversation with Takagi on a press conference after he lost to Suzuki on the train. Is He wants a match with Suzuki in space. And his reasoning is... In zero gravity, he couldn't land the Gotch pile driver. Therefore, it gives me a better chance of beating him.
1: I like it, but what is he going to do about the choke?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he's on a winner. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's very expensive but to, do, to, to do that. Um, or you could just not bother. <laughs> hey.
1: Always the way to go with the murder grandpa,
0: indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, the next matchup, of Watanabe and Yu Susumu, the youngsters. I say youngsters because Yuyu Susumu looks 12 years old and is actually 39, um, and Summa is actually you know 24. Um, wrestle Kolikans Kazayashi Tanaka. Now, shayashi and Tanaka are kind of top stars in the company as the, the two main bookers. <laughs> Well, they got beat in 8 minutes, 23 seconds by Susumi and Watanabe, kind of edging themselves. You know, Hayashi and Tanaka have had a crack at the, uh, the tag team titles, and Watanabe and Susumi are kind of gearing in that direction, which would be interesting for the youngsters to take on whoever is tag team champions in the next couple of months. What's your thoughts on this one?
1: I like it. Division's hot. Cold cans are always, guys, you can count on and go to, because to me, they can beat anybody. They're, you know, they're literal, literal veterans that can uh, absolutely hang with anybody on the roster. But I, I like what Soma and Yuya did, man. They, they you know, um, stuck to their strategy and pulled it out. I think uh, closed it out with a 450. So this was some good stuff. You know, I think overall, you know, just looking up and down this card, it's just cool to see just how hot the tag division is. And just continuing is how much money you are calling for any one of these teams to get the belts at this point so <laughs> that's, that's, still, that's still there because yeah, you can't really go wrong to me like this how good these uh these teams are and obviously like we say, it feels like you family is kind of pulling ahead on uh, rightfully so because they've been building a lot of momentum uh when at first it was just kind of kind of head scratching thing when they were first starting out now i feel like they are really solidifying and locking like in an but you got soma and you you coming up and like i said cold cancer is a, is a staple but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting hot. Like I said, it, it, it'll be cool if they just did one over here, did a little mini tournament so we can kind of just have a bunch of show still matches. But, you know, uh, the booking is never off. So, yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it is, uh, intriguing for sure uh, how this is going to go forward. Now, the next three were some big matches with some big names. First of all, generation, Black Generation International, Hartley Jackson, Keiichi Sato, and Katara Suzuki lost to bulk orchestra. Quiet Storm and Raichi Kawakami brought in a ringer. Uh, Daisuke Sakimoto, the ace of the BGW strong division, one of the biggest names in Japanese wrestling, certainly one of the biggest stars BJW ever produced. They brought in the big lads. Sakimoto was awesome. I love watching him wrestle. And he kind of fit perfectly into bulk orchestra. Uh, he has the body and the size and the kind of straight ahead, hard hitting style of bulk orchestra kind of appeal to and he he just kind of slid right in there and kind of got the aesthetic and the big gruntiness of it all and this was a big grunty match, unfortunately for Keiichi Sato, he's neither big nor grunty and was on the receiving end of an awful lot of muscle landing on him from a great height, bless his cotton socks I don't think he signed up for this when he joined Black Generation I thought it was all going to be sneak attacks and chair shots but no (laughs) so there you go what
1: did you think of this one, sir? I Man, everything you said. I, what I like about this is both, both uh, orchestra, and then the next match we're gonna talk or get off into, uh, which probably was the, the, the most meatiest of uh, meatiest and potatoes of it all for, for both of us at this point. Um, they both found ringers, and I like what both orchestra did. They they kept you know BGI off their toes by sticking to that 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 classic orchestra strategy. Uh, or tailing to the outside, you know, breaking it down that way and, and and just keeping the pressure on in the ring and having a ringer like Sakamoto be able to match up against Harley. Like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen Harley on the mat that much. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was fun to watch. And I'm sitting up there again, of course, you're coming out of these matches and the first thing I'm thinking is you got to let these two Bulls lock up one-on-one because uh, that was fun. Like, they, they were going back and forth. Uh... But yeah, it was cool to see. And like I said, orchestra stuck to their strategy with the ringer, Sakamoto, which ended up helping them get the win. So we definitely gonna be seeing a lot more of these, uh, these two factions going on here. And hopefully we see a lot more Sakamoto because like I said, um, I didn't think he was going to be able to find an answer for somebody like Harley Jackson. And I think they did. So.
0: What's your thought? Like? Did you generally approve it by Suki Sakamoto? Would you like to see more of his stuff?
1: Oh absolutely.
0: Okay, if you go to BJW, BJW has some stuff on YouTube. I don't think they have a streaming service. Um, I'm sure you can find their stuff somewhere. I will let you know. And you know, the good people around will let you know. Hartley Jackson, um, like follows us on Twitter now. Thank you very much, Hartley, if you're listening. We appreciate it greatly. We appreciate your quiet storm retweeting our stuff when we tag you in. It's really appreciated. And thank you for doing that for us. You are awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, moving on though. Ooh, big match time! This was arguably the biggest women's wrestling match that well, one of the biggest women's wrestling matches players ever produced. Um, like I said, you know, shinjuku uh, face has been traditionally a, a Joshi kind of place. Asuka had a lot of her cards there when she was running cards as as uh, um, uh, in Japan, and a lot of the the independents and smaller shows do their shows there. It's kind of like the the bigger place to go to uh, in Tokyo aside from Kurikan Hall, um, and and it showed in this match, because this was a packed house, it was absolutely rammed for this, 359, to see Diamond Egoist, Genai Kai and Michiko going tagging up with Hiragi Kuruma from um, uh, prominence, uh, because their usual partner from prominence wasn't available, presumably. So I said, which lunatics have you got kicking around? Oh, she'll do. Um, Yeah, Hiragi Kuruma, by the way, 23 years old. And she is a 10, uh, 23 years old with 13 years of in ring experience. I'll say that again. 23 years old with 13, 13 years of in ring experience. She started in Ice Ribbon in 2010, trained by, of course, Amy Sakura, who was in charge of uh, ice cream at the time. There you go. That's how you get great wrestlers. You start them before they start secondary school. Um, I went up against, um, Glate's own Yukari Hosokawa, and tagging with Nanai Takahashi, formerly of Seedling, formerly of Stardom Pro Wrestling, the last ever WWE Women's Champion, the last ace of uh, AJW, Arguably one of the most important wrestlers in Joshi wrestling in the last 30 years. And Kyrie, arguably the most important Joshi wrestler of the last 30 years. The woman who took over the Stardom uh, dojo from Nanai Takahashi when she left the company in 2013 after the yat incident. This is this is some politics of this. Now Kyrie is, from what we understand, heading back to WWE. She's out of contract with Stardom and is kind of doing a bit of a farewell run um, and one of the places she wanted to stop was Great. and she took the win with a, a pinfall of Michiko uh, which I found intriguing because you know there's some politics and that the biggest the ace of the company getting pinned by an outsider Having I haven't said that it was a hell of a match for 17 minutes and 54 seconds before this and tagging with Takahashi and Kairi really gives Hosokawa a lot more depth and all of a sudden she's an equal with two of the biggest names in Joshi history and that, that's an important stepping stone for her and it gave Karumu and Michiko and, and and Kai an awful lot of rub as well but there's an awful lot going on in this match and there was an awful lot in the physical encounter as well what did you think of this one Marcus?
1: yeah I'm really glad you hit a cover the politics of it because um <laughs> Oh, this this
0: is we have the Conservative Party conference this week, and this is more politics than Conservative Party conference. To be honest with
1: you. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I always, you know, I'll be riding shotgun uh, to you this, this kind of stuff. I mean, that that stuff is important, you know, particularly as we're seeing the the growth, uh, consistently, you know, with the women in Glee who I have yet to miss, you know. But this has been a growing thing, particularly with the emergence of the Diamond Eagle So. You know, again, like I just said with the with the last match, I feel like, you know, Boko Kesha and the Ringer and found an answer to just a just a mass of a man in Harley Jackson with with uh Asuka Sakamoto and here Uh finally for Yukari who has been going through it <laughs> with Diamond guys Uh she found two ringers and you know, basically as you just laid it out, two legends uh in Kyrie and, and and Takahashi. You know, um you know, uh Ucari spent most of the match just just like I said, going through it. She could take a beating and, and come back, uh like nobody's business. But she was definitely being, being put to work uh in terms of the beat down between certainly between Jani and and Michiko. Um but yeah, once once Kyrie got in there, uh she was showing out and, and Tiger Hashi was very much showing out. It was felt like Yukari very much wanted uh Michigo Kyrie wanted Denai and, and, and Takahashi wanted uh, Karimi. uh and I dug it. It was great, like you said. Not even knowing the politics, just knowing what how rough Shy Diamond Eagle has been running because they you know, debuted and uh I mean Denai and Michigo were a problem just with the two of them and then you were, you had, you know, Haragi. So it was it was just fun. It was fun. They could have ran this about 10 more minutes. Wouldn't have wouldn't have even minded. But it was good to see Kyrie again because I haven't really seen her since or consistently since the last WWE run. And then obviously she ran into uh you know Miss Uh Monet. So um to know that she's kind of having a farewell tour, which kind of felt like at the end when she was in the crowd. But yeah, this is just again another gem in, in Gleed's belt. You know, for them to be able to get names like this, you know, coming off of, you know, Coda coming back, Ibushi coming back into the in the in the in the realm of things. So, this is just another, you know, cap in the feather. Kari looked phenomenal at elbow, She got to have one of the best elbows in all the wrestling, um, if not the best. So, this was just brilliant. This was brilliant. I'm glad you, Corey, you know, finally got to be on the opposite on the other side with a win this time because that's not been a consistent thing.
0: No, not for her. Certainly. Uh, interestingly, it was Jemma Kai's birthday last week. So this was a hell of a birthday present match for her. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that. She was everywhere. Last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. She was everywhere this match. She's, she's awesome. She's the perfect fit for me. Tag Team partner, actually. Just absolutely perfect. Exactly what she needs. She needs a heater and Junai Kai is a heater. And that's that's exactly what she has. Um, Michiko has had an interesting afternoon though. She turned up at the Stardom show uh, today and uh, attacked from behind Julia. Uh, Julia being the current, um, where are we? Get the right listing here. I've made sure I checked it up. Where is it? Oh, Julia is the current uh, princess uh, art- artist princess champions, the six man tag team champions, and I think as well she is she's the secretary. She's the white belt champion. I can never remember the, the name of the white belt, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she um, obviously is one of Stardom's biggest stars. So um, this is a big step up for Michiko. She did um, she did have uh a run in stardom for about 18 months and was never happy there um uh julia is the current it says here not world of stardom champion yeah she's the current world of stardom champion i thought she was the white belt champion no she's the yeah, she's the wonder of Stardom champion. I'll get it right in the end. Yeah, she... she um, uh, Michiko had a run in um, Stardom before. She was not in a happy place in that particular run and would end up leaving the company to come to Gleit. In fact, she kind of quit wrestling altogether for a while and then Gleit brought her out of retirement. So that should be an interesting match-up for her, but again, it's another kind of feather in the cap of great, but one of their stars, she was wearing a great t-shirt when she went, you know, one of her stars can go in Glate, another company can be considered such a big star, so things are stepping in the right direction for the women's division in Glate, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, so maybe, you know, it's only a matter of time, maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or something out of, you know, you want you to be patient and take your time, you know, bleeds has been paced, you know, thoroughly, so you know who? Who knows? Maybe not too long from now, we'll be seeing some uh, championship uh, goal for the women to get off in there. You know.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So the main event of the evening involves some other big stars. This was Old Japan versus Great Strong Hearts. L. and T. hook and their Ringer Junji. I say Ringer. He hasn't won any matches in Glee since he turned up, but he's been very good. <laughs> Tagging with against Zinichi Shinjidai, the old Japan faction about Sushi ayogi Suji Ishikawa and Yuma Ayuagi. Um this match was our absolute bomb burner. Um Asuki is the um uh, is the I'm trying to think where uh Ege, I'm sure he's the he's a tag team champion and he's a singles champion at the moment um i think he's the uh, all pacific tag team Champion, Sayogi, um and ishikawa has been having a beef with t Hawk for quite some time ever since the uh coach Ibushi's all-stars versus the bleach show um at uh, sumo hall from earlier in the year and ishikawa is due a title shot at the next show so this was kind of a build-up to that particular match if i'm correctly yes that will be on the 9th of October. So that is probably the next show we look at. That's actually a heavy card, but we'll talk about that at the end of this show. Um, so this was kind of a build-up to that, but it was all Japan versus Blade, and this was a barn burner. I really enjoyed this. Uh same somebody had to lose, and Junji took the pinfall in this particular match. Um, but Ishikawa and Ayo, the Ayuyagi brothers are to beat at the minute of the way they're currently working in all Japan Pro Wrestling. That was kind of the angle we were getting at. Um, and um, T-Hawk's still kind of going a bit of a heat ledge these days, ever since his falling out with Mercedes um, uh, Camino, who may be a long-term challenger for that G-Rex Championship. Camino was brandishing a whip at the start of his match, which of course what caused the beef with T-Hawk at the last show. But one, what's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Because this was a brand summer of a main event.
1: Yeah, which, you know, Lee just consistently does. Like I said, they always close out, you know, a lot of these shows with these amazing six-mans. And this was uh, powerful, of course, in that regard, particularly because, you know, I'm not as familiar with, uh, you know, Shin Jedi, but, man, like you said, a bond-burner, you know, against the likes of Landerman, T-Hawk, and Junji, uh, who, has, who has very much been showing out and having his moments. Uh still may have a bit, a bit of a ways to go. Uh, took the pin here, as you said. Um, but what I do like about him, he doesn't care who it is. He will stand up and go toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, was it somebody smaller than him or somebody, uh, the harder Jackson, he does not care. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just, you know, like you said, they just, uh, all the pain just, just took it this time. And it's, uh, I mean, it's nothing to shake a stick at because those boys are, 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 those are some bad boys. You know, so I, I definitely see them potentially hopefully maybe running this one back because I would imagine that Strong Horse would very much like to get that one back. Um, particularly T Hawk, who uh is not in the mood for any L's right now as the 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 emblem on the, on the Mercedes right now. Um, and obviously, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, very much to your point, uh, potentially lining up something with Camino who uh. Has him, has him, by, has some some size. Has him about some size. So it's gonna be interesting seeing that particular challenge, cause I don't know if he's faced anyone yet that was uh, that got him by by size and power like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yes,
0: certainly. Um, yeah. um, there have been a couple of people missing off this particular. So Unagi Unagi Saikai, who's uh, Yukari Haskawa's regular partner in weight. He's on a U.S. tour. She was not available for this particular show. And Kiichi Sato still appears to be injured after that big show where he was the last man standing for great um at Sumo Hall. So he's currently out of business until the next show. But we shall move on to show number 61, which was quite the event, to be honest with you. This was on the... I keep looking at show 62, 61, 61. I've got three show 60s open. I'm going to close them all now so I don't get confused anymore. Do 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 do. Yes, uh, we were at Nayugu Aichi Diamond Hall, Naegu Club Diamond Hall, 293 people in attendance for this. Junji and T-Hawk defeated Jan's family, Issei Onitskaya and Masato Kamino, 8 minutes and 27 seconds. This was a fun little encounter, as you'd expect from an Oprah and your G-Rex heavyweight champion in the opening match, but it was kind of more about his dynamic with T-Hawk and Kamino rather than Onitskaya and Junji, who are kind of, along for the ride in this particular matchup. Um, so, yeah, what did you think of this one?
1: Yeah, again, this was uh, kind of a different story coming off of that that, that show where it was kind of Yams family, everything kind of looking up for them. But Junji and T-Hawk proved uh, to be quite the difference there, as they should. I mean, T-Hawk, you know, T-Hawk's the guy, and, and Junji's always, uh, like I said, kind of plays a, a good wild card a good wild card but t hawk took control and very much showed particularly what he said like look good kid but i'm i'm the champion for a reason and very much stretched him um and it and, and looked like he wanted to put him down for a nap for the rest of the show uh so yeah they was uh they've been kind of like you said long for the ride to the, to the overall narrative of the match but they, they got the win
0: yeah, for sure. And there was a, 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 a long showdown between Kamino um, and T-Hawk at the end, with Kodama yeah. separating over Kamino. And they're still pushing it in some genuine heat between the two, which is an interesting thing for Japanese promotion to do. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that develops. Naminigo has returned to winning ways as Jenai Kai and Michiko defeated Tomaki Inaba of Just Tap Out Wrestling. He was tagging Yuki Housakawa. Uh, though, to be honest with you, this seemed to be a more together affair. I think after Hosikawa tagged up with those legends, she's got a bit more of a kind of grace about her. There's a bit of, what can I say? There is a bit of, oh, she's risen in my estimation, but she's also risen just generally as a wrestler. She seems to be tighter and better put together. What's your thoughts on this one?
1: No, absolutely. kind of reminds me uh, a little bit. Uh, not 100% messed up, but you know when when the shield was real hot and the company felt like it was just constantly scrambling every week to find some type of trio combination to finally topple them. Um, it feels like that's what you know. Your car is it feels like she's been the nucleus of, it and she's been trying to obviously, like you said, uh, she's been telling you well, Nagi, who wasn't uh, present, uh, but she's feels like she's been find, trying to find different combinations, uh, that, that kind of consistently combat egoist. Um, and she's had luck here and there. I think she's had her best luck on the last show. But those you're talking about different tier of uh competitors that she had on the, on the last show here. Now is a, is a great partner, and I feel like this is a team that could actually beat them. But I, to your point on the last show, it feels like Jani and Michigo are so locked in. You know, you got Michigan on a, a different level of aggression, uh, but you got Jana who is I mean this is no this this is a big this is a big woman <laughs> and she hits it you know yeah. she hits with the power to match her size and it's 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 crazy to see and it was great to see her Nava go back and forth who I, I would very much like to see potentially go one on one, potentially in a in a UWF style type thing. Um but yeah this this was fun. It's fun, like you said, more, more tame affair. But I think like you said, your car is getting more comfortable building that. Building that confidence and, and you know strategy, if you will, and I think is she's building the confidence. She seems to be gaining respect on the other end of things as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, her true. reaction is not as hostile as it once was,
1: shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Usually <laughs> she's not. She doesn't have the ability to talk on the mic after the match because she's still trying to beat her up. So yeah, they're, they're exactly. Coming up. <laughs>
0: It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. uh, next match was Tetsi Izuchi versus John Tonsho. Now, this is kind of historically an important match in great history, because the last time these terms, these two wrestled each other, Izuchi beat Tonshow in 60 seconds, and that was the birth of a faction. That faction is long gone these days. So this was more of a straight wrestling match. And like we said, Izuchi on the rise and takes the win with an armbar submission. Well, a kind of double wrist lock. In Kimura, if you will, or as the late great Terry Funk would say, it's a wrist lock. Nine minutes and 45 seconds. This was a fun, competitive match. They really did go all over the place with this match and told a great story of two guys who were very tight, close, kind of closely aligned both physically and in wrestling style with Izuchiki, not taking a dominant win, taking a balanced win, um, but certainly putting Tancho in his place as far as the pecking order of the great locker room is concerned. Um, and who's going to get top shots next. And Mizuchi is looking on the up, which is fair because he's a good wrestler. Punching as well. But this was kind of reflective of two guys jockeying for position. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus?
1: Well, absolutely everything you said just kind of hurt my heart a little bit because it was like, oh, man. <laughs> what it's could over. Yeah, man, it's a constant reminder that it's, that it's over. Uh, Oh man, fun times. But uh, these are two of the best two of the best young guys you're gonna see coming up in the league ranks if you're watching this for the first time. Uh two very talented men, but like you said, it feels like Sui is is very much pulling ahead, putting, you know, Tonshow in this place, uh, incorporating, like you said, more that's that that submission style and then slowing his opponents down and breaking them down. Uh, particularly who have that more uh loose, more aerial type thing. So yeah, he's coming along and like I said this was a good callback slash heartbreak uh type deal but um this is this is building blocks to where to see is he's going to go which I would imagine is, is towards some form of top shot so
0: we'll have to see what goes on there but I think he's I think he's a worthy challenger to uh, a singles title for sure. Um next up ball orchestra Kazuma Sakamoto and Quiet Storm take a big win over Yan's family, Takanori, Ito and Yusuke Kodama and Uesuke and Yui Susumu, 11 minutes and 54 seconds in this three-way tag team match. You know these aren't my favourite things, especially as it's three on three, not two on two and tag, it's confusing, but it was fine, (laughs) I'm not complaining. Um, I always like to see a Quiet Storm win, that's always good from my point of view. Um, So yeah, this was fun. I'm hoping Sakamoto and Storm get something out of it, like a tag team title shot, because it it rocks along quite nicely. And I enjoyed it for what it was. Still not my favorite thing. But I can enjoy it even though it's not my favorite thing. Marcus would probably enjoy this more, because Bulk Orchestra won. And it's more of his thing than it's my thing. I'm guessing. What did you think of this?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think on this. Uh, I mean, I usually uh like like these kind of affairs, and, and maybe I'm just uh, I like it more. And uh on the impact side of things, you know, with Glee I kind of maybe like things more slow down, home and focus in. Um, yeah. but but to your point, always sharing on you know orchestra because you know they've been jacking for position, trying to get back to that that consistent uh league of dominance at the top of the mountain uh and and having somebody like, you know, Yon's family it was at your heels at this point. You know, uh Ito and, and, and kadama and, and that that whole thing. It's uh it's not easy. So like I said, not Glee's usual thing, throwing in the three way. I appreciate the fact that they do throw variety in there. You know, you can't never just peg them one way all the time, so they definitely throw some curves in there. And this was a little bit of God chaos, if you will, but still fun. All great guys. And like I said, Vocal Kestra is continuing to build that momentum towards getting back in, uh, strong position. So, you know, quiet storm. the way quiet storm opened this match playing to the ladies, uh, just <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. You can't tell him that he's not, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody I guess I go Mr. Perfect. Um or, or something to that degree. Whatever ladies Val Venus of You couldn't tell me what Val Venus is it's a, uh, for the bell in this match. It was it was hilarious. He it, it, it
0: was <laughs> he, he is so much fun. Yeah. And he's such a good wrestler. I love him. And you like you watch him move and you like he's a guy who's two hundred and seventy pounds and he's doing lucha backflips and it's just like our oh, cow how does he do those kind of things he doesn't break it out very often but he doesn't have to because he does the things he needs to do to get the job done but he can do way more than he ever lets on him because that's you know it, he does do it every once in a while he'll yeah. um he'll break it out and it's like how do you do that you're amazing but there you go yeah let's move on to the next match which was a bizarre concoction to say the least <laughs> Where uh, Keiichi Harley Jackson, Kitara Suzuki went up against Color Counts, Kazayashi Mirutanaka, tagging Ubutomi Akahoma. Why? <laughs> Why not?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, then. He was free. He was available. <laughs> I just, it reminds me of like, um, there's a show on Motor Train called Fast and Finnegan, and they took an old Ford Fairlane from the 1980s um and turned it into a nascar the idea was they were trying to get near you know you go to a track experience and you'll drive a nascar some, a pro driver will drive you in a nascar well those cars are rolled nascars are about 10 seconds slower than the current ones and they were trying to build this Ford forward fair lane to make it into a nascar and they put a blower on it um because you need a big turbo obviously on this engine <laughs> and they have one of the NASCAR yeah. racers there and he goes, I'm not sure that that turbo is going to work as far as aerodynamics is concerned, and Finnegan goes, well we had it <laughs> so it's going on uh, <laughs> we, it's in stock <laughs> we're putting on the engine and amazingly do you know what they called the car? it was a what? Ford it was a Ford Fairmont and they flared the wheel arches, so they called it Rick Flaremont.
1: Ah, uh, the variety of ways in which the <laughs> man is consistently embedded in pop culture never ceases to amaze me. Yeah,
0: so they spent the whole like show going, Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of the car on Twitter just so you can see it. Um, uh, there we go. Do, 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 do. There's, there's there's the article. I'll send it to you so you can have a look at it in a bit. Um, yeah, you can maybe comment on the look of the car uh, whilst we talk about the next bit. Uh, where is the next bit? actually, yeah. So, but yeah, it reminds me of that. So Honda just, uh, stuck yeah. there like a sock and a shower rod, really. Um, <laughs>
1: it's it's funny because I haven't I haven't really seen a lot of uh, Honda uh since uh, went on the excursion as a viewer from New Japan. Um, yeah, like you said, he was available, he was there, he put in work, you know, headbutts abound um, in, in, in a variety of forms. But what I think I, I think I what I like the most about cold cancer, they very much, you know, uh, dictate the pace. A lot of times in these matches, and this is not not, not knock on the young guys, but sometimes it could be lax of days ago when the team's, like, set up for a double-team move, and then the guy that's legal go for the pin, and the guy who's supposed to run the interference— Kind of just lets the other guy's teammate blow past him. I'm like, you supposed to hold him. Like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> and and, and, and Kaliashi very much was uh, putting in, putting on the, the closing notes and, and menorah. You know, very much locked down and got a solid headbutt in there. So I, you know, I very much appreciate stuff like that because that's pivotal. You know, this match could have went on for a good more, ten more minutes if, if, if not uh, for stuff like that. So I uh, very much appreciated that. Like I said. Pomar um, is always interesting to watch, if nothing else. And uh, yeah, BGI is not getting uh, consistent amount of wins. They might have to, you know, switch up this lineup or, or get get them all back in there soon. Mm,
0: you know? Yeah, to Ishida seems to be the linchpin that keeps Black Generation International going. And when he's not in the ring at ringside, he's fine. But he needs to marshal the troop by leading by example. And there has been a challenge to his authority from one Flamita, there was video evidence of the fact Flamita is not happy with the leadership of uh, Mr Ishida and would like to challenge him for the leadership of the group at the next show, so that's to come, which would be intriguing.
1: Yeah, I had to to take a different look because I'm used to seeing Flamita in his wrestling aura type thing, so I was like, when I first saw, him, I'm like, man, Kalisto got big <laughs> 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 but uh yeah it was it was it was oh no, um, he's huge now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, like he's couldn't been, been paying him that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he that was the house part of it was they was spreading spreading lunch out in the uh, but yeah, this was uh it was cool to see I couldn't uh, I'm glad you filled in that 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 gap 'cause we don't oftentimes see that too much from Gleed either. They usually kind of handle stuff. When when I say in-house, I mean, like, they'll take care of either before or after the match. But it was cool to kind of see that um, in between uh, kind of setting up stuff, you know, down the line, which is interesting because you would think the BGI is very solid. But then when you see these consistent losses in situations where, like, they've kind of kept the same combination of players that have consistently got them wins and not, not, they're not getting that now, you know, so sort of the interject that into play um is interesting, especially since we, you know, the infusion of Flamita has really gotten them in a in a different tier. So, if he's trying to potentially take control, that could that could bring like a whole new era for the faction.
0: Indeed, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, see. Marcus is now going to go to his Twitter feed and have a look at pictures of Rick Flaremont, and he can describe it to you as a non-cart person. <laughs> Get
1: back. Or it's a yeah, there
0: you go. I right, meanwhile, we'll talk about the next singles match. Samuel Watanabe defeated Jack Cartwheel in 10 minutes and 41 seconds. Another showcase for Cartwheel. Watanabe, perhaps a better wrestler to go with of a similar style, who's known to take a few risks himself, sometimes far too many. But he's managed to kind of rein himself in as of late, since his dalliance with the main event and um, been a bit more consistent in performance. And this was a good professional, solid, consistent performance here. And Cartwheel was on point two. The I think we talked last week about Cartwheels not because they weren't, but there were things that didn't quite go according to plan. And he was a lot less wayward in this particular show, and these two shows in fact. And, and maybe it was just nerves about it, but like big single matches in your organization and it's, it's calmed down and everything's a lot crisper and a lot tighter so I'm good for him and again not doing him any self any harm even with these performances in singles matches it was very very good what did you think of this one?
1: Yeah same but like I said it's always a treat to see him but I think and I think that that match with Tetsuya really you know put him up on game in terms of like okay um, I can very, very well easily get caught and get caught in a way that you know, I think I got these guys kind of mapped out with their style. Then they, you know, they catch me, you know, doing some crazy athletic thing, and I, I'm thinking I'm getting a drop on them, and I drop down into a, a cross arm bar. And then, you know, the, the, the you know, I'm calling home early because the match is over and I'm tapped out. So, you know, um, he almost got that here with Watanabe as well, putting on a cross face at certain times or whatnot. So, um, cool to see, and also Watanabe, you know, got him as well. Um, and like you said, if Carl is dialing back that style and, and honing it. Maybe you know he's in the midst of you know trying to find a, a nice medium to where he could potentially you know rack up some wins because he's got the talent to do it. It's just you know maybe a few a few instances he's uh, instances and pieces he's looking to put together to kind of you know do that. But he's like I said he's a he's a he's a walking highlight reel. So you know we, we, we're always gonna see him. What did you think of Rick Flamont, Now you've seen it. It honestly, it looks like at this stage in the game. I don't know if uh, you, you, uh, some of our listeners are familiar with, uh, you know, where the Fast and Furious movies are at, at this point uh, <laughs> in the franchise on movie ten. This very much looks like the car we're in the third act of said, you know, Fast and Furious movie. Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel who was the star of the movies at this point. We very much commandeer and win against a 2024 version of whatever sports car. And very much we win with it, rigged like it is.
0: Yeah. They they managed to get it within, I think it was four seconds. It was a really impressive number. They got, like, the NASCAR driver, I can't remember which NASCAR driver it was, but there was one of the regular NASCAR drivers took it around Atlanta Motor Speedway and got it within two seconds of the, the track car's time, like the 10-year-old NASCAR. Which for just, three guys and a couple of weekends <laughs> is insane. And it's just yeah, the just, just parts that they could get at
1: um, Summit Racing. Yeah, just, I mean, just, I mean, two words, like classic and ingenuity, you know? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. also just thinking about, like, that is the last thing I want to pull up next to me if I'm trying to take my newborn <laughs> on a drive to put it to sleep. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus.
0: I watched uh, it, it the same motor travel it's hot rod magazine so hot rod magazine did um an interesting story this is a good example actually of like how the world works hot rod magazine came first right in the 1950s but they couldn't actually get any guys to put advertising in it because hot rods were youth culture gone mad you know, you can't, they can't advertise in a Hot Rod magazine. So they started Motor Trend magazine so they could actually fund Hot Rod magazine because then the manufacturers would advertise in Hot Rod in, in Motor Trend and the money would go to Hot Rods. <laughs> Which I thought, well, that, that works. That's a way of doing it. But yeah, um they do Hot Rod Drag Week and it is like, it's five drag races in, in four, well, four tracks in five days. They start at one track do a, do the best time you can at that track, drive to the next track, the next day do the best time you can at that track, then the next track, then the next track, and then drive back to the first track. So you can leave all your stuff in one place and then come back and get it. And you have to be able to drive the car you're racing. That's the rules. You're allowed a trailer, and you're only allowed one other person in the car. That's it. That's all you're allowed. And there's just some insane cars. And of course, they're like some of them are actual proper drag cars that just made road legal. So you've got cars that'll do a quarter mile in six seconds, just toddling along at 40 miles an hour, <laughs> trying not to break between there and the next drug circuit. It's insane. People are people are, are amazing with what they can do. And I spent most of this week watching that. Um, anywho, let us move on. Main event time, intriguing. Bulk Orchestra, Czech. Shimatani, Raichi Kawakami, Lose to El Lindemann and Hayato Tamora of Bulk Orchestra. Now you may be asking yourselves, what is Hayato Tamora doing tagging with El Lindemann? Well, indeed, that is a good question. And one of the problems is that Glate have, the Glate regulars within the story and the universe of Glate right now is of course that pesky tag team of uh, SBK and Takuma, who come in from their endless vacation in Mexico to decide to take over the great establishment. And after last year's invasion with Black Generation International, Strong Hearts and Bulk Orchestra got their heads together and went, we're not having this happen again. <laughs> and it was decided that Tamura and Lindemann would tag team together and they would have a couple of tag matches against Bulk Orchestra to tune them up for that particular match. Shimitani and Kawakami stepped up to the plate to do the tune-up match and this was a remarkable sporting contest, and actually one of the best tag matches we've seen this year at Bulk Orchestra. Tamora and Lindemann actually working together actually really well. Um, and at the end of the match, everyone shook hands and uh, called it a day. And um, Tamura explained his reasons for tagging the Lindemann and um, made sure Kawakami didn't say anything and spoil it all. <laughs> And tomorrow, mm. and Linderman are kind of bonding over the fact that, hey, we've got this big thing to do for the company of Glate, and we're going to put strong hearts and local orchestra stuff aside and get the job done, which is a remarkable sense of maturity for them, too. Uh, but they look like they were having fun as a tag team, to be honest with you, and it worked out really, really well. I really enjoyed this match and a kind of nice professional wrestling storyline that, that is cool, and I like it. I think, it's, I think it's good. What do you think of this? Yeah, that's, I-
1: one thing I definitely appreciate, particularly with that, uh, to your point about what's going on with the larger story within the in the realm of bleed, is uh, you know, like I said, strongholds and vocal kessel are basically the two uh, pillar factions within the in the uh, in the company. And and with these new threats on the horizon, they had they have had no qualms about putting whatever they have aside to come together to defend home turf. Uh, Which I appreciate because, you know, even as long as I was watching New Japan, I don't know if we ever got something like like that. And obviously I would get that information from you if we ever seen something like that with with, uh, chaos and like L.I.J. I
0: think the only thing when the only thing that came close to it really was when chaos essentially turned full on babyface. Um, and Jay White, uh, Jay White was attacking Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada come and make the save. And that was the final thaw in the chaos, kind of chaos on tie kind of thing, because they knew what a threat Jay White could be leading Bullet Club. Um, they all kind of got on with the Kenny era Bullet Club. They were begrudgingly respectful towards the Kenny era Bullet Club. But when Jay came, they knew what it was like before with, with um, Devitt in charge or AJ in charge. And it's like, well, at least these guys aren't like Kenny. Kenny gave us a fair shot and they definitely won't. So it was like that. So it was a very similar kind of thing. But it wasn't, it isn't like, you're more likely to see LIJ saying United Empire tagging together whereas chaos kind of just kind of molded into hontai and hontai molded into chaos but there's even still things now like uh ishii doesn't really like tagging with tanahashi you know he he does it and like him and tanahashi work exceptionally well together as a tag team and in the six-man tag teams with okada but it's kind of like have a bit of a chat and they're not but they're not like friends they work together so, so there's levels of dynamic and this is kind of where that's going with this it's kind of like me and Lyndon have got a job to do and we get on okay and we a laugh and it's all right but i'm still walk orchestra and he's still strong hearts we're, we're, we, we've got a thing to do and we'll we'll be all yeah. right with that and, and that's the kind of you know that's where they are and especially like it's interesting to check obviously has an opportunity to be exceptionally jealous because he's Tamora's boy. You know, he, they they were the dominant tag team in the company for over a year. Um, and but he feels that Lindemann is the guy to do the job with. And I find that interesting as well. There's a dynamic there and check's not feeling guilty about it or feeling left out by it, but he, he kind of understands the maturity of it. Which shows maturity in the growth of Bork Orchestra as an organization, I guess, as well, because they are a bit childish. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's high level storying, isn't it? And it's still, it's like that's really complex. But you can understand it because we don't have commentary. We just figured that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because when I saw the I saw the card, I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a minute." I'm thinking Cage Match got it wrong. Like y'all, that guy goes over here, and that Lindeman have a <laughs> different partner, correct? But then obviously having you break it down like that is brilliant. But we saw that, you know, in that in that brilliant uh showcase when Obushi came in, which you know, uh you know, and then folks uh we spoke on that call uh highly, you know, as it as we you know, it deserves it. So probably one of the best calls you'll see all year. It's certainly one of the best matches. Um you know when, when Obushi when came in. So, you know, uh we, we saw just the 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 all star team they put together, you know, even having Black Generation uh, in there as well. So I very much appreciate that because, you know, you might not be able to understand, you know, the the very the language uh, nuances with the bear and all that, but you can understand like the the family aspect of like, look, we we fight each other all day. We're not gonna let outsiders come in and put hands on us. You yeah. know that whole deal. Yeah. You know, so it's a uh, you know classic tale. And stuff. So, uh, like, you you love to see it, and I, and I just love the versatility of Bokolcaster because they could, they could be just so many different things at once. They could be, you know, the big bads. They could be, uh, the big funnies, or they could be the big helpers. You know. So it's, uh, you, you gotta love it. They all they they kind of feel like the heartbeat of the place at this point.
0: Yeah, and that brings us to this show on the ninth of October, which will be the next show, uh, which features four big matches. SBK and Takuma versus uh, L. Lindemann and uh, uh, Tamura, as we just said. Uh, KT Yoshido versus um, uh Interestingly, um, Bulk Orchestra, as you were just saying, can fit into anything. How about this? Bulk Orchestra versus The Great Sasuke, Ultraman, and Gainer. There you go. <laughs>
1: this, this one from wrestling to animator back to wrestling.
0: Yes. uh so whilst we're at it, we'd like to wish uh, Kazuma Sakamoto happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Um, and what else have we got? Oh, yeah, the main event, T-Hawk versus Yuji Tsutsuji Shih- for the G-Rex Championship. That's your main event for the 9th of October, which is the next show we will probably cover. There's one show that happened yesterday. We will probably cover that show and this show together because that seems to make the most sense, really, doesn't it? So that's going to be your next great coverage show. Obviously not next weekend because it's the first today. Um, so the ninth will be a week on Monday. So that will probably be our show for the weekend of the 14th, 15th. And it will be out on the 16th. And so next week we will have to come up with something else to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking that Wrestle Dream show might be the thing to talk about next week. I was going to watch a talk uh, about New Japan disruption. I just did not get it watched today. I did not have time today. Um, or any time this week so we'll catch up with that not a lot happened except some just five guys stuff that's, that's a bit weird and some house of yeah. torture things that that are a bit strange if you haven't seen it I don't want to spoil it for you so we'll leave that at that where do you think Glade goes because they've got some big shows coming up and some big matches we've got version 7 which is the big next big super show and version 8 coming up before Christmas I'm um, looking at the schedule you've got um you've got burn your heart which is the next version x show which is on the 9th the 10th which obviously usually a big guest show you've got tokyo fm show on the 3rd of november you've got another show on the 21st of october great version 7 tokyo city tokyo Dome city hall on the 30th that's the usual year-end show before like in the week of wrestling that goes forward before wrestle kingdom And you got Glitter version 8 on the 21st of January there's some big shows coming up in some big venues uh what's your thoughts on the current space of the company
1: i love it you know we every time we talk about it we just you know talking about growth you know names that even if they're awkward just saying like oh well you know he was available it 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 just again it speaks to and i think we talked about this about uh you know impact coming back into a certain form of uh consistency you know, it says a lot about, you know, your company, how it's viewed uh, by the people you get to be able to come in. You know, it says a lot that Kyrie wanted to come to Glee, you know, on this, uh, like you said, this farewell tour, potentially going back to WWE. So, um, like I said, that's that's coming off the heels of getting somebody like Kota, who came in and absolutely killed it um, as as he was returned. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in a fusion with, with, with all Japan, and like you said, uh Comico is 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 popping up, you know, in other places with you know showing the big brand. So, you know, just continue the slow but show expansion, you know, and and you know bringing in names and, and involving them and playing bigger venues. Uh, because you know I, I do like I do love to appreciate the intimacy that a lot of these venues bring. Uh, but you know I think that they're growing. They're growing at a, a consistent pace, and uh, it's gonna be interesting seeing you know where they go. Obviously. But both of us, we would like to see more women featured. You know, the thing with Diamond Eagle this is brilliant. Continue building on that, potentially bringing in more names for that, and building out the women, as I said, potentially down the line to, you know, another another piece of gold that the, that the women can contend for. Uh, also, I think definitely want to keep these tag teams hot and going. Uh, fingers crossed with some new champions in the near future. And, uh, yeah, I think they. You know they're just chugging them along. They they doing all the right things correctly, consistently. So, you know I'm just looking forward to being honestly pleasantly surprised because they haven't, like I said, they haven't missed yet. They've proven that they could be a variety show in all senses of the word. Whether you are having a grandpa match, multi-man, or you know a bomb burner of a main event, you know showcasing tag matches that that's killing most uh, one-on-one matches in other places. So, you know, they got it all.
0: Indeed they do. <laughs> they are trying to make wrestling great again, and they're doing a great job of that particular process. Where can we find you on the internet, Marcus?
1: Yes, somewhere on that thing called X. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I will I will look into, you know, upon the recommendation, by uh, my good, Good friend here. Uh look into other avenues as, you know, the the madman running his madhouse is coming up with something new and stupid every week. Uh, but for now, while it's still free, uh you can find me on uh X formerly as Twitter, that bird was real to me. Uh <laughs> at, at, at Paradox Kid, that's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. Always down the chat.
0: There you go. You can find me. You can find me on Twitter at SherryFloinstar. You can find me also on Instagram at TX. You can find me on Mastodon as well at SherryFloinstar. You can find the show on Troopany Show on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find us on the Facebook and uh, Twitter. Oh, Facebook and Patreon as the Troopany Show. We keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Take care. Have a lovely week. Don't know what we're talking about next week. Something to do with wrestling. It'll be cool, whatever happens. We'll speak to you then. Take care. See you soon. Bye.